Welcome to the Innovation Conversation, a podcast about innovators, both in business and real life. Hosted by myself, Ricardo Pesqual, and Harry McDonough. Today's episode is sponsored by Hyperskill. Hyperskill is a learning and training platform that enables people from all over the world to learn new tech skills. If you're looking to learn new tech skills, this is a platform to choose. You can find out more about them on hyperskill.org. Today we are talking with Lottie and Cam from audiup.com about the challenges working moms face in the UK and how they can help. Welcome to the Innovation Conversation. Um, Lottie and Camila, thank you so much for, for being yeah, here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, we're quite excited about Audiup, and also you gave an excellent uh, pitch at our first event. So it's great. So people watching, you can actually go on, on uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn and see that wonderful pitch. Uh, so tell us all about Audiup for people who haven't seen the pitch. Uh, what is Audiup? Yeah, absolutely. So Audiup is a app that we are in the process of building to help working mothers redefine their careers. So that involves a few stages when you think about the career, going back from maternity leave and settling back at work. And if you want to change your career or change your job, so we want to support holistically their careers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what, because I mean, me and Harry, uh, we're both men. And uh, so uh, <laughs> how, uh, tell us about the challenges. Cause I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, from our perspective, at least my perspective, it's quite hard to understand all mm. of it. But what are the main challenges women face in this, this scenario? Oh, quite a few. <laughs> Where do I'll, you start? I mean, I'll pass that on to Lottie okay. because she's a first-time mom yeah. and that's how the idea actually was created based on, based on her experience and obviously what I have seen it with my clients as well as a yeah. leadership coach. Yeah, so I, I feel like I'm living the experience yeah. currently and um, I've always been really career-driven and... Uh, when I when I had Adeline um, nine months ago, I was very much sort of in the headspace, like lots of mums are, that you're on maternity leave for the next year, and and that's going to be your life. You can't really see past sort of the end of that quite yet until you start looking around nurseries, and that may be for some women three months in, it might be five months in, and for me it was five months in, and I was walking around and thinking. The cogs are turning. I'm already thinking about work. And as much as I love my position, um, and I've given a lot to the the current position I'm in, I don't want to stay there. And actually a word that comes up a lot when we talk about what we're wanting to do with Otty Up um, is, it's a a terrible word, but it's stagnate. Mm -hmm. And, And that is a thing that for lots of women, you have a child and you want to be there for your child. Um, but you also, you ha- you've just worked really hard to get to where you, you are in your career. Yeah. And do we stop there? Do we say, okay, well, I've got to pick my child up. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. So my, my career has a ceiling mm-hmm. until my child gets to a certain age. Mm-hmm. So do I go back to the job that I, I like, mm-hmm. but I want to keep pushing my career forward? And, you know, how do I do this? And it was exactly that with with our company of me having a conversation with cam going i need something that mm-hmm. is going to help me follow these you know one to five steps of how to push my career forward mm-hmm. while also being a mum yeah. yeah um and particularly having a daughter i don't want this for her to feel yeah. like if she does one day decide to have children that you have children and they're it stops that you have to decide your career or your children. Yeah. One thing that is not really talk about it is the fact that 
women once they have children they're being perceived differently as employees mm. they're no longer employees they're mother first mm. therefore um only 14 percent of women who have kids are going to be promoted that's uh, that's really scary stat isn't yeah, it yeah 14 percent 44 percent i think uh leaves their job after three years of having a child full-time mm. jobs because they can't juggle because there's not yeah. enough flexibility for working moms and as the world is changing, the roles are changing as well. Mo there is a big percentage where the roles are being made redundant. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the women are being put in different roles what they had before maternity leave. Yeah. And they now facing, well, I just got back from maternity leave. I'm trying to find my balance between being mother and doing the role and you're giving me completely different roles. Yeah. But didn't they, yeah, they're leaving the job. Hmm. So it's, there's, there isn't yeah. people set and, up for it. And that is the reality that, mm. that workplaces, you know, they're not allowed to get rid of your you yeah. but they can change your job yeah and that is you and then know, you want to quit because you don't yeah. want to do that job exactly yeah exactly. because it doesn't align with your uh with your skills yeah. what you want yeah. to do it and what was the reasons why yeah. you joined the company um as well so there's lots of stuff that is happening that makes it much harder for female for working moms to stay mm -hmm. in the jobs have careers on your uh, pitch event we spoke with few moms actually and some of them they said like I just wouldn't even put myself forward mm. mm -hmm. for promotion because I know I have to do a drop off. Mm. I know I have to do a pickup. How they gonna how they perceiving me is different to to um, other employees who don't have kids. And like if you're working for startups, like I work for startups, we don't have that many moms yet. Mm -hmm. So for the first times, moms in startups is even harder because they are the first one to have to say. I actually can't do half past three or nine because I'm picking up the kids. Because yeah. the other stat is that 70% of responsibility when it comes to children mm -hmm. falls into women. Mm -hmm. So how has COVID impacted this? Because again, there's working from home, there's the two day <coughs> working week. Has this had a big impact on what you're kind of, well, not to say preaching or speaking about there, but again, having that flexibility to go and actually, you know, start a little bit later, come mm -hmm. over here. Mm -hmm. And and even the implementation, implementation of the four day working week, it does yes. give you more flexibility. Yeah, yeah. Does yes. that kind of help out with Otia? Yeah, a little yeah. bit in terms of the flexibility that companies are giving mm. because of the COVID, but the perceptions of working mums doesn't change. They're still mums, mm -hmm. and the fact that there's less promotion or mm -hmm. opportunities, they're not even presented with opportunities because it's assumed they're going to prioritize the family, yeah. where men's don't, that's don't exactly face the same challenges. When we look at the stats in terms of the promotions for men's mm. and uh, for working parents, when we think about mums and dads, there isn't that much impact for that and it's actually a smaller you know group of companies you know maybe like um the let's say the more modern approach startups mm. or mm. more modern more 21st century companies that want to take hold of what covid you know gave us yeah. if we can take any positives from it is that we we trust our employees to work from home yeah. they are going to get yeah, things yeah. is the outcome under exactly. the hours that yeah. you're putting in yeah mm. um and it's just not widespread enough it's still you know i'm looking for something working from home and and in the area of work i'm in that's it's totally feasible but because it's a very like in some ways niche area of work it's still very much um you don't find lots of places mm. that will go okay we'll work from mm. home we do, do we trust you do we are you yeah. do the work? it's but it's a bit of a shame isn't it because overall I read some stats on this and overall I think women get really the, the bad end of the stick because if you have two kids then you don't get as, as much promotions as you should as yeah. a man 
Mm. Uh, you won't get the same level of salary that, that mm-hmm. if you if you didn't have kids. And then you start thinking, hold on, are we actually taking the right decision as a society mm. yeah. for this to happen? Because yeah. yeah. ultimately we're kind of harming our moms or, or our wives or, or our partners, right? And yeah. that's, that's just mm. wrong. And other countries do it completely differently. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. they enable this flexibility mm. and childcare is taken yeah. care of. And just, it's, you know, it's, it's enshrined into law mm. that it's okay to be a mom and actually it's you know uh, supported yeah, yeah celebrated yeah, yeah. Exactly. absolutely As it should be. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the other point that you guys mentioned about the flexibility is that mother working mothers are faced with the, uh, with the options am i taking a job that gives me flexibility but mm. is a pay cut oh. or lower skill job mm-hmm. or am i trying to pursue with my career mm. but i'm not going to get as much flexibility as well yeah. And yeah. lots of moms actually, they go freelance after like two mm. or three years juggling and uh, working for somebody. So that's again, like this is where they come to ask for advice. We can give them mm. advice, how you start your business mm. and looking at their strengths and how they can drive their yeah. career. Um, so there's a few elements. Yeah, it's exactly the conversation I had with myself mm. was, do I go into, do I continue into the area of work that I am knowledgeable and skilled in? Mm-hmm. Or do I go in a completely different direction and go for something that I am overqualified for, but know I could get and feel like, oh, they, they'll take me on because mm-hmm. they'll know, you know, I, my CV suggests that I can absolutely do this job, but it's not my passion. Mm-hmm. And that's all right for them, potentially, because they'll think my passion is definitely my, my family, which of course it is. It, and it should be, right? <laughs> it yeah. should be. If you have a family. <laughs> but equally... You know, it's it it is that um, that way up of going. What will I be sellable as? What mm. what will yeah. be appealing to, mm. to an employee? But it's it's such a horrible position to be in, and it, you know we shouldn't be asking people this question, which is mm. which one are you going to prioritize, your family or yeah. your or your work? Mm. But you can do both at the same time. Absolutely, yeah. you just need a yeah. little bit of flexibility. Yeah, with yeah. the right support as well. Mm. Um, the other thing that we see from research, also speaking with working moms, is that after a childcare break. If you had to take it or mm. you know even a maternity leave or two years there is decreasing a, a confidence let's be honest before mm. even before having kids females only apply for jobs if they meet 70 percent of the requirements anything below that they don't even put themselves forward mm. right so that's already like a challenge and then you add to that being off um having break and starting your career or changing jobs and things like that, that has massive impact how mm-hmm. we um, apply for the jobs, how we speak about our skills yeah. and how we explain that we took three years out of our life to, so, to be there for our families and then we want to come back because we're ready as well. So like how you manage those conversations, how you, you do your CV, there's so much stuff mm-hmm. that actually, uh, there is on the market in terms of like, you can find those advices, mm-hmm. but as Lottie mentioned before, um, a mom will have uh, like an average two hours per day for herself when the kids is down if they have a good nap, right? Yeah. Yeah. If they nap. So if, they nap. if you have to navigate multiple platforms, that is not the best way of spending your time. Yeah. And also like there's not, not always all those platforms will give you upfront costs, will be the cost. And if you have to pay hundred pounds for a conversation with the coach about your CV and how to interview, just for one message, hundred pounds, that's a fair amount of money that you're asking that person, the same with the trainings, you have to be certain times uh, uh, there and like, again, that upfront cost. And we know if you're on the maternity leave or you just had a three year gap, the finances might be a little bit limited. So that's why OTAP will give them access to the trainings and coaching 
at their fingertips in an accessible way and affordable way as well. And that is taking into consideration where they are the careers as well. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I think, you know, pe- people will be in a position of vulnerability where mm. I think it's completely wrong to be in that position, but, mm. but ultimately yeah. it is what society pushes to be. But it's, it's really good that you can help them out and, and get to mm. the next stage, right? Because it shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be, uh, how should I put this? You shouldn't suffer because you became a mom in the silence. Yeah. What is the, yeah. uh, the famous quote for that? Um, Pregnant and oh yes, pregnant and screwed. Yeah, <laughs> there's a whole book about it as well. Yeah, and I, I think we're wanting to start to hashtag pregnant and unscrewed <laughs> because you it's know a good we are, yeah. 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 yeah 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 um yeah because we you know we we realise it and we we feel I feel it we feel it yeah um, you absolutely have to listen to me feeling yeah. all of this absolutely like when Lottie mentioned like she started thinking about going back to to work and thinking about changing her career she. And um, she couldn't like visualize herself mm. what actually what she wants to do it. Mm. And I was like, well, you're brilliant. Like, you have so many skills. How you cannot see it? So my job is I'm a leadership coach. So like I coach people for living. So I was like, for me, it was normal. Like, oh, let's have a conversation about this and this. She was like, but it was hard. Mm. So I think for yeah. me as her friend, it was really hard to see her going through that. Mm. And then also seeing my clients as well. And that happens at every single level. It doesn't matter if you enter or CEO. Females are facing the same challenges, the same questions, and the same choices they would have to make it. So yeah. we want to just empower them, mm-hmm. saying you can, mm-hmm. and usually like choose between. And I think one other area is that you have up for everything. Mm-hmm. Your finance, finding your uh, love uh, uh, person, your partner, anything. Mm-hmm. Yet there's no app that actually would upskill you. Mm-hmm. In a timely matter. In, in, yeah, and it's a massive life change, mm. isn't it? Because you, you became from you know having a responsibility, limited amount of responsibility, yeah. mm. to having quite a lot in your plate. So you need some help in that in that moment, right? Yeah, yeah it makes Absolutely. sense. So on the unscrewed bit there, how have you designed something? I know you've got the OTR platform, mm. and you're very very early stage. Mm. Yeah. Can you give our audience a rough idea of how early you are and where you are on your journeys? Yeah, absolutely. So how we do it is by speaking like she would, uh, with Morky Mums, understanding what are their daily habits already. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you want to achieve? Where you see yourself? Um, have you done any learning so far? What was that? And also like how much they're willing to spend, like to understand what is actually this uh, affordable for them and in what format as well. So my job uh, is what I do for a living is a business psychologist and I specialize in learning and development. So which means I design that content. So I will speak mm-hmm. with you and we identify that your gap is public speaking, for example, and I'll create content, bite-sized content for you that will help you get where you want to do and where you want to go. Okay. And so that's what we want to do it. So at the moment we're speaking with lots of moms, yeah. understanding what is it happening so for them. So validating your idea at the moment. Exactly. So rather than telling us like, hey, we're going to build an app, we go, hey, tell us. Mm. How has been, you know, being a working mom, and they tell you so much stuff. They will tell yeah. you the pain points. Everyone's they... very willing to speak. Absolutely. So, what's the biggest pain point you kind of seen so mm. far from your validation? Mm. <sighs> Gosh, uh, time. Time. I think yeah. that's that's probably number one. Yeah. Um, I think well-being came yeah. in close second. Yeah. Um, that they feel like they don't belong in a full-time workforce. Mm and not full-time moms as well. So they don't identify because they're just somewhere in between, mm. which we will also want to acknowledge you within yeah. the OT app, building that community for working moms where they can go, oh, 
that's how I feel as well. Mm, this is my badge yeah. that I wear. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So identity yeah. is a big part of of us, like how we say, like we introduce ourselves by job, job titles or something, mm, right? Yeah. So with the same with moms, we want them to be proud of that they are working moms. Mm. Okay. Yeah, a sense of belonging in mm. in a community is is really vital to this yeah. app. It's important as well for the kids, right? Because it's uh, yeah, they can yeah. say, look, my mom does this and I'm very proud yeah, of what she yeah, does. Yeah, absolutely. And the mom should be proud of raising the kids and mm. still and having working. a job and you know, being good at her yeah. job, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well-being is most impacted, I think, for working moms. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons why they actually would leave um, workforce as well, because this, of the well-being. This is very much a UK problem, because I'm from Portugal and I don't think we have that problem in the slightest. Because mm. you, you, you know, my sister just gave birth recently and you have a baby. The government pays for childcare from six months onwards. Gosh, yeah. And that's it. And she carries on working. Mm. And she will never get harmed by the fact she's a woman and has a child. Yeah, which yeah. is it, it's incredible. And it, it takes us on to actually a really good point of saying that, you know, the UK government is, is about to pay yeah. for childcare from one years old, which yeah. is when this came in, uh, my baby was probably about four or five months old mm -hmm. and I literally went <sighs> you can breathe right I can yeah. breathe and yeah. it's not a breathe, breather of finances necessarily it's a breather of my 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 life because it gives me choices mm. and that's exactly the the part of you know having a job and we talk about your identity with with a job yeah. um and so much of that is intertwined and mm. that's the the well-being like hat on top of all of yeah. that stuff mm. uh and so that part for for us when i i was you know we were starting to just you know spitball this idea i said cam you know this is the government are about to pay yeah. more money than they've ever done before yeah. for, for for women mm. you know that we're forgetting that, of course, this is for families, but this is for women to go back to work because yeah. we know women are the, the main people at home um, with their children. Mm. And and it hopefully, I really I see this picture in my mind of lots of women just like Googling what they can do <laughs> and how they can do it. And yeah. hopefully that would be us coming up going, okay, this is this is how you get to X, yeah. Y, and Z. Because yeah. it went from say, this, this new government initiative, is this, has this helped validate your idea even further? And Absolutely, push it to the next yeah. yeah. Because it will make some massive change. So childcare is another massive obstacle for working moms, for moms to go back to work because the cost of the childcare, we have a majority of the pay. Mm. So are you paying somebody to look after your child or are you deciding to actually be with your child mm. for the first year or first two years so the um the support from the government is starting from next year so they do it in the small doses so there will be a little bit of support in april then in september but overall by september 25 mm -hmm. 2025 they will be paid uh the whole thing the whole thing yeah okay. so that means you can go back to work and your child will be in the childcare that you can afford it because there's a support from the government for the first time so he went up from, for the people who don't know, he went up from 16 hours per, per week, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it's now 30, well, it will be 30, will be 30. 30 yeah. hours, which Amazing, is a yeah. considerable yeah. amount. Yeah. And, it, you know, that's the difference of, I, know, I, was, I was hearing a woman the other day, and obviously this is different from in London costs of nurseries yeah. to outside of London yeah. costs. But when the government keep scheme kicks in for her, it will be a difference of her and her husband paying £200 a month from 800 pounds yeah. yeah and that's 
That's, that's a quite lot a lot. Of that's yeah. quite a lot of money. I think the yeah. average salary in England is like thirty-four, just mm-hmm. average, and the cost, the average cost of the childcare is twelve k per year. Yeah, it, you cannot. It's it's quite hard to manage yeah. the yeah. whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's <laughs> super expensive. So that's, that's the thing people don't realize because the. There is a lot of support, but then when you start doing, okay, how much does an hour of childcare actually cost? Like, oh, wow, yeah, that's exactly. more than I make. <laughs> which yeah. it's yeah. no, but, but it, I think it's a big, big issue when you're in a couple, which is it does make at a certain stage or used to, it makes more sense for, for the woman to take, stay home and take mm-hmm. care of the child than for them to both have a job because otherwise yeah. you're literally working to pay for childcare. Exactly yeah. that. And that's yeah. the whole thing with the, the support from the government. We we know we believe that women will be like oh i can go back to work and there's lots of research actually they said if there was a support with the childcare, i'll go back to work especially for moms uh, with the kids between zero and four years they want to go back to work and let's be honest we're living in the moments where living crisis right even if they didn't have to before majority of parents they are they have to go back to work to be able to provide for their families as well yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So you've actually done quite something absolutely brilliant, I think, which which was you found the problem, mm. you're doing your market research. Yep. You you come up with a solution as well. So how are you finding this whole process of starting a business from from scratch? This is your first interaction <laughs> yeah. in business, right? So how are you yes. finding it? Yeah. Uh, and and so also yeah. another question, which is also explaining it to investors, mm. might not might not be mums. How, are the, yeah. how is that going on? Because that's quite a challenge. Take a little step back as well. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned about the validation. What's next after the validation for you? Hmm. Piloting the content. So once we speak hmm. with, with the mums, we understand their challenges, then I can create the content and we can pilot it that through our social media, our website, uh, a small bite-sized training sessions, events where we can go, like give them the women the, the, the tools and they can, bring the, they can implement those tools, whatever they are. And tell us like, oh, actually, that did really work. Okay. So that will be the next stage. So um, testing it out. Mm-hmm. Testing out, yeah. The, okay. So creating the content and testing out the content and seeing what impact it has, and then tweaking. That's always the case when you like learning and de- in learning and development. Like you're designing, you're piloting, like with any product. No, but you know, it's it's funny because we talk we talk with a lot of entrepreneurs, but not everyone gets the strategy correctly. But you're mm-hmm. literally getting all the steps done correctly, which well, is kind we of hope so. <laughs> we hope so. We hope so. I think. We um like we have both. We have the experience and expertise, yeah. and we want to combine that. Mm-hmm. And like, what is unique about OTAP is the fact that it comes from a friendship mm. and from the environment where there's no judgment, and we really want what we have. We find it really special, like yeah. supporting each other through any stage of our lives <laughs> and careers as well. We want to provide that for other women as well. Yeah, yeah. That sounding board is vital. It's mm. really, really important. And yeah. I would say at this stage. Is having a mentor as well. That's it. That's, yeah. a, that's a big question. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Absolutely. before Absolutely. at the event they were the loudest individuals. In yeah, the they were. <laughs> they had to be shushed. Yeah, they, they were the loudest one. Absolutely. Um, He's always going to be. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like this is the first time we're doing something like that. We know this is our purpose. Mm. That's for sure. Like we want to make this happen, but we also aware of our gaps. Yeah. Like none of us has the commercial awareness, not awareness, no commercial knowledge, raising money and stuff like that. We don't have that. So we were like, okay, we don't have that. Absolutely fine. Who has it in our network? And our mentor was the person we went to. He was like, this is what we would love to do it. We're going to do it. Would you like to be our mentor? He was like, I love the idea. Yes. So we meet with him every six weeks. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and we have a to-do list. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we have a long to-do list, uh, and it's just really nice to have that sounding board and somebody mm-hmm. who actually went through the experience because he went through the experience of building his business, so he can tell us, and also he can manage our expectations, so we yeah. don't feel like failures. Mm-hmm. I think that's how often you can yeah. feel when you go, oh, we just apply for X, Y, Z. Oh, we were unsuccessful. He was like, that's okay. You knew it. Most likely you're going to be unsuccessful, but you have these learnings. Or going to events and saying, oh, we're going to get an investor. And he was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to meet people. He was like, get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we did our pitch uh, practice with our Mm -hmm. mentor, he was at the end like, speak with as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to be there. Don't speak with me. Speak with people. So we've made so many connections from your event, Mm -hmm. starting from Mm -hmm. that already. And it's just great. It's like, oh my God, like, yeah. So it's about managing that mindset and expectations. Should we tell our audience what actually (laughs) happened when you delivered the pitch in the event? Uh, And I'm looking at a lot because it was a a great pitch. So the microphone was not working. (laughs) Yeah. We had the megaphone. You went on stage and I gave you the megaphone and said, no, no, I got this. And in front of, what, 150 people in a very loud bar, Yeah. you literally, everyone went quiet, everyone listened to what he had to say, and it was like, I don't know, watching a, a veteran actress on stage type of thing. And which would <laughs> align. It was really, really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which would align yeah. with Lottie's degree. Thank you. Yeah, I, I went to drama school. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I, I just have my mum in my head going you're loud enough go on. <laughs> and I also I, I work with set teenagers secondary school so children be, yeah. so yeah. just the loudness over the years have gotten I think even louder but it's I think there's something about um, you know when I watch people either on stage or give presentations um, it, there's something about wanting to can, connect with someone yeah. on a like personal level of mm-hmm. this is what's passionate to you yeah. and um, that's that's certainly what I wanted to sort of bring across yeah. that how important this is to us and I felt with a megaphone you want to stand out in the crowd yeah. everyone people to know yeah. who you are mm. what's your story and if they don't recognise you in that pitch you're not going to get anywhere and that's yeah. the, the whole yeah. purpose of 60 second pitch it's yeah. to make you stand out to make your mm. ideas stick in their heads to make them remember you yeah. Yeah. again that's, that's what you want at the end everyone to remember you yeah, yeah and connect with them emotionally as well mm. that was the purpose of our first question it's like have you ever been demoted mm. or had to pay a pay cut take a pay cut right yeah. That's emotional. That's like connects with connect, you. Like, yeah. With the and it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. the gender or whatever you are in your life. You might have experienced that. Mm. And that's the reality for us. Yeah. Mm. And you get the feelings straight away, right? Exactly. I mean, even if you never had kids. Oh, have you ever been demoted? Oh, yeah. I had that bad experience once. Yeah. Oh, oh, I get, I get the yeah. whole idea all of a yeah. sudden. So, yeah. It makes, yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 yeah, she did a fantastic job. Yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> so excited. There you go. Pitching 101. Project yeah. your voice. Yeah. Your All audience, of that. And connect coming back. <laughs> I knew that drama degree would come in. Yeah. So. so going back to Ricardo's question about becoming investor readiness and getting to that next stage and mm-hmm. well, t- take a little rewind. You mentioned about a to-do list. Yeah. So whereabouts on that to-do list are you and how close are you to kind of getting to that stage where you are ready to go out to investors? Yeah. Um, the really good advice that we have been given is like speak with investors as soon as possible mm. even if your idea is not fully formed yet just that puts you on the roadmap with them and they might give you some advice so my to-do list now is actually I have a list of the investors for the different aspects and message them on LinkedIn saying hey we have this idea and like if they would be willing to speak with us 
probably majority is gonna say no, but even if one person says yes, you might get something out of them in terms of advice. They will go, well, have you think about it? Have you thought about this? We were like, no, but it's a learning journey. So that aspect, that's one. And our second mentor we will be getting now, and they specialize in actually in fundraising as well. So I already spoke with them today. They were like, we're gonna have so much fun. Like, this is what you have to do. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. So that's where we are in terms of uh, our to-do list in, for the investor aspect. Mm-hmm. There's so much to do <laughs> uh, in a way that I think is really exciting. Like yeah. we were preparing applications for um, different grants with HSBC and Santander. And like, you have to do those applications. Mm-hmm. You have to do videos, mm-hmm. pitch decks. Even though they're quite intense, I think we really enjoy them. Mm. And then even those questions, they make you think, oh, so what we do, what are our roles? Yeah. What, how are we going to, you know, uh, reach our users and stuff like that? They read those, all those questions, they make you think and prepare for that next stage. Mm. So you're literally proving your point, which is even though you become a, a mom, you can still be a really, really super professional working mom mm-hmm. and actually upskill yourself and learn new skills and add mm. tons to the economy. Because yeah. that's literally what you're yeah. doing right yeah. now, right? Yeah, so if you can be yeah. on maternity leave and start a business, why not? Do do both at the same time. Exactly. But this is the message. More, more people should know this. They can do it. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's about your, your why. If you know your why, within the coaching, that's always the first question you ask. Why you want to achieve these goals? Mm. For us, is for Lottie, and moms like Lottie, and for me in the future, mm. have options. Yeah. Mm. Know that there is OTR where I can go, mm-hmm and I can have control over my career. So would you say building a startup is like raising a child? Yes. Harder or easier? (laughs) Well, Well, I'll I'll tell you in (laughs) 20 years time, maybe, I don't know. It's it's actually, I don't know, we were were talking about the name of our company Mm. and and how we sort of came about. And it was like, you know, if you're naming a child, people are gonna have an opinion on that, Mm. trust me. (laughs) And then, with our with our name, yeah. it's a bit like naming a child. We're like, yeah. I've got to say it out loud. Yeah. I've got to tell people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's what we've done it as well. We had like few ideas for our names, and we sent it to a few of our friends. So it's like, yeah. what do you think about that name? They were oh horrible. Yeah, I hate that. I hate horrible. That. And we were like, oh, what do you mean horrible? Yeah. Oh, well, they were like, oh, it, start, it started all the way back at like um, what was the first one? It was like, Motherboard. 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 Yeah, it's very tech oriented. Yeah, yeah. And our mentor was like, "No, yeah, that was the first feedback. It was like, love the idea, terrible name." Um, so yeah, yeah, so it's it's just like learning as you go. I I would uh, let's say, and like what you said, like, is it the same as raising a child? Have not raised a child, but both have challenges. Both Both have challenges. It's very rewarding. Exactly that. I like that very rewarding. It's hard because everything's a learning curve for both, especially unless you've got loads of kids. Your first child, especially, it's all brand new experience. Exactly. You learn as you go, and same in the startup. What would you learn as you go? And you learn a lot, and you can pass knowledge down to other people, which you're hopefully going to do. And uh, with the OTR app. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is the goal. That is the goal. Are you excited about the future, Mike Rink? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very much yeah. so. Yeah. Our goal is to be to be able to raise the money to raise the money by March mm-hmm. next year to how, build the app. How much are you raising? Oh, that's a tricky question. Okay, can we put it? Oh, we will take all of it. Yeah, investors, we take all of it. Um. So, like, the first stage will be like for the app. So we already have spoken with a few companies about like the costs. So, mm-hmm. like, we would like to raise the money for the app. 
Um, and the next stage will be like, there's more stuff to do it. But the app is the goal just to get our users to mm-hmm. see it, how they're finding, is it user-friendly? Is it wo- is it achieving what they want to achieve it for them as yeah. well? So the goal is next year, by March, raise money for the app, build the app and getting our users. So then we can tell you about the traction, how the content yes, is, definitely. how the content is being received. Is it mm-hmm. impactful? And how are we going to measure that impact as well? Then I'll say before we kind of wrap up the whole conversation, mm-hmm. who would be your ideal sponsor or partner to kind of get on board with, with Otty Up? Oh, that's such oh, a good question. That's a really good yeah, question. Shout out on social media. Mm-hmm. Hey, sponsor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's that big name you want who behind you? you? Want? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Not Pampers. Should we say no. shout out on Pampers? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good question. I, to be honest, I think because this what we're doing is impacting everybody like if you feel like this will make change to somebody you know in your life your sister mm-hmm. your uh your partner and you have the funds and you want to invest <laughs> for sure um i think maybe that's a question that we have to reflect a little bit more in terms of the investor but definitely somebody who's aligned with our values and mm-hmm. the mission i think that's very important where we 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 know what we want to achieve it and how we want to achieve it as well. Um, yeah. There's no space to grow. Have you guys heard that story about this, uh, this lady who started a baby formula company in the US? So she wanted to buy baby formula. She realized mm-hmm. half of it is literally made of sugar. And it's like, this is really bad. Mm-hmm. So can I make a better version? She can. She's now a billionaire yeah. uh, out of it. So there is obviously room to grow. In it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You need so, to get someone who aligns with your values. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a big old industry, the mama, mama industry. <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah, big yeah. industry, big money. <laughs> but that's a very good question, Harry. We all yeah, reflect on that. that's a very good yeah. question. Harry's super insightful. Like, yeah, that's <coughs> my first insight of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, if people want to find you, uh, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Lucky. Yeah.